Hello, wild one. Welcome to the Shamanic Tantra Podcast. I'm your host, Holly Taraya, and I'm honored to have you on this journey with me. My intention with this show is to create a sacred space for conversations around all the things I wish I were taught growing up. I'm here to remind you that all of you is sacred. Every emotion, every experience, and every energy that runs through your body and heart is holy. Shamanic Tantra is a path I walk and it's a path of liberation. Freedom that's found deep within the body and deep inside the breath. It's a path of reclamation, of integrating every shade of who you are. The wild, the wonderful, the primal, and the pure. All is welcome here. It's a path of truth, of devotion to the pulsing, quivering truth of this very moment. As that's all there ever is. May we love each other, may we honor each other, and may we celebrate each other as we walk each other home. Aho, and on we go. This is Holly Taraya checking in live with the Shamanic Tantra podcast. Coming at you today with one of my favorite, favorite topics, and that is pleasure and pain and the correlation between the two. So I'm coming at you live right now, fresh off the press from my holy rage ritual this morning my holy rage ritual. My voice is feeling open. My body is feeling free. I'm feeling really, really grounded and present in my body. And I've just spent about 30 minutes, maybe 45 minutes, totally raging out, having a complete and utter holy temper tantrum. And I want to share this with you today because it's one of my deepest spiritual practices and embodiment practices. It's also... One of the practices that's given me the most freedom and touched me deepest in my power than any other practice that I've ever done, and this is my holy rage ritual. So before I dive into the holy rage ritual and what it is, I want to share with you the concept in Tantra that pleasure and pain are deeply related. And so I can already, I can feel a lot of you, when you hear me say that, when you hear me say pleasure and pain are related, your mind might be going to the kinky side of sexuality and BDSM, right? Pleasure and pain and whipping and biting and orgasms all in one experience. And yes, that certainly is a play space to experience and push your edges and boundaries with how you experience pleasure and pain in the same, in the same container. But what I really want to talk about today is your emotional experience of pleasure and pain. And that I've said before that when you step onto the path of deep embodiment, which Tantra is, when you step onto the path of shadow reclamation and allowing all your experiences and emotions and energies to be expressed, you go from playing a baby xylophone with just a few notes and a few acceptable, socially acceptable emotions to playing on a grand piano, to playing on a grand piano with so many keys, minor keys, black keys, white keys, highs, lows, ups, downs, in-betweens, and your range is full. And you have a huge deck. 
to express yourself on, including the love and the light and the pain and the rage and the anger and the sorrow and the grief and the guilt and the shame and the bliss and the ecstasy and the joy and the love and the pleasure. And so when you turn the volume up in your life, when you allow yourself to express yourself fully and allow every emotion into your body as holy and as a teacher, this is Tantra. This is living fully empowered. This is freedom. This is liberation. And so most people have been conditioned to believe that anger is unacceptable. It's unholy to feel your rage. It's sacrilegious to feel your rage. It's unacceptable. It's not pure. Most people have been taught it's, it's unholy to feel your lust and your sexuality and your primal nature, your animal instincts. We've been taught that it's unacceptable to scream our truth, to protest, to say no to what's not right, to stand up, to share our truth, to draw the line in the sand, right? We've been taught to obey, to say yes, whatever you please, your wish is my command, right? Especially in the spiritual spaces, in the religious spaces, we've been taught to obey, to follow commandments, to do as thy will, right? A, B, C, follow these rules, stay in the lines, stay tucked in, right? Don't be wild. Don't be, don't be expressed in your fullest expression. Don't be taking up full space, right? Who do you think you are? This is the cultural narrative, people. And my invitation for you today is to say, fuck that, right? Your holy no. This is something I'm so, so deeply passionate about, is reclaiming your holy no. No is a sacred word. It's a prayer. No is a complete sentence. No, period. And so when you feel anger in your life, when anger and rage is bubbling inside your belly, when it's clenching at your jaw, when you're biting your tongue in life, what does that mean? It means you're not saying no. Where are you not saying no in your life? And the whole reason that we say no, the whole reason we utter our holy no off of our unbitten tongue is so that we can make space for our yes, Ugh. our yes, our desire, our pleasure, our worth, our value, what we deserve, what we wish to receive, what we wish to, how we wish to be treated, right? So my question today to you is, in exploring your no, where can you say no in your life to make space for your yes? And the place to explore this is with your rage, right? So I know that you have rage bubbling beneath your surface. We all do. There is so much chaos and so much untruth in this world, especially at this time, like so much control, so much that's unfair and unjust and unworthy of our time and attention. And it makes me so angry. And this is what I've had a rage ritual about just now is all the areas in our life right now where our freedom is being pressed to the edges, pressed so deeply to the edges. You can hear the dogs off in the background right now. They're saying no. They're saying no. 
So back to this, back to this concept that your pain and your pleasure are related. So in your nervous system, think of your nervous system and your emotional body like a river. And the deeper your rivers flow, the wider your riverbanks are, the more that you're allowing emotions to flood through your body and expressing themselves, the more flow you have in your body, the more flow you have in your emotions, the more flow you have in your voice and in your heart. And in this flow, in the rivers in your body, all emotions flow. Your, your rage, your pleasure, your orgasm your joy, your liberation, your sorrow, your grief. Like there's only one river in your body and that's your emotional body. And if you start to block yourself from feeling certain emotions, if you tell yourself that anger is not ladylike, if you tell yourself that your primal sexuality is not respectful, if you tell yourself that your grief is going to swallow you whole and make you drown, then little by little, what you're doing is you're damming up your emotional body. You're putting huge rocks in the rivers of your emotional body. One by one, you're laying these dams down. And, and you're setting down limiting beliefs that are not allowing yourself to fully express, to fully feel, to fully heal. So imagine each time that rage comes up in your body and you suppress it, you send it deep, 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 deep into your inner waters, the bottom of the, your ocean. And here's the, here's the thing, my friends. Emotion is energy in motion, right? Emotion is energy in motion. And so if you don't allow yourself to feel it now, it's going to come up at some point. It, you cannot block emotion. You, when you suppress emotion, it's like the game whack-a-mole. Do you remember that game at the carnival? Put your quarter in, you get your mallet out, a little mole pops up from the ground, you whack it down, and then another one pops over here, and you whack it down, and the game goes on. And this is what it's like when you suppress yourself, when you suppress your emotions, when you suppress your energy your creativity, your sexuality, your primal nature, your wild, your holy wild. It's like playing whack-a-mole. And if you push it down now, it's going to pop up somewhere else. And this is what road rage is, right? When you flick off the driver in front of you, that's repressed anger surfacing. It's misdirected anger. You're saying, fuck you to the driver in front of you. But really, who are you really mad at, right? You're mad at your dad for not showing up when you were younger. You're mad at the guy that broke up with you and never told you why. You're mad at the woman that broke your heart. You're mad at the, the teammate that left you and betrayed you, right? That's what it's really about. And because you didn't allow yourself to express that anger or that emotion or that grief or that lack of freedom in the moment, you sent it to the bottom of your ocean. And when it gets sent to the bottom of your ocean, the bottom of your ocean is your body. And what does this feel like in your body? How do you know you have repressed pain in your body? <sighs> it feels like shortness of breath. Like you're taking little sips of breath throughout your day. It feels like choking. It feels like there's tension and tightness around your neck. It feels like tension in your jaw. Tension in your jaw means that there's so many words you have yet to express and say. It feels like clenched fists. 
right? It feels like lack of will, despair, like you can't stand up straight and stick up for yourself. It feels like giving up. It feels like an ache in your heart. It feels like heaviness in your lungs or like someone sitting on your chest, right? So become intimate with your body. Listen to your body. When you have tension, when you can't take a deep breath, when you have a hard time orgasming, when you have a hard time receiving, when you have a hard time experiencing pleasure, it means that the rivers of your emotional body are blocked. And that's okay. This is all part of the journey. We in society have not been given safe spaces to express. We have been told to be zipped up, buttoned up, masked up, and be quiet. Follow along and follow the rules. And so it is no wonder, it is no wonder we have so much suppressed rage and anger on this planet. And what does that look like? The earth is angry, right? When the earth has earthquakes and volcanoes and tsunamis and forest fires, this is her expressing the collective rage for us and saying enough is enough, people. Mm. So my invitation to you today is to create a safe and holy space within your life that you can have a holy rage ritual. I encourage you to make this part of your weekly practice, part of your spiritual practice, the same way you roll out your mat and namaste in order to anchor peace and presence into your body. The same way that you deep breathe and shake and move your body to express catharsis and joy and power. I invite you to roll out your mat and invite your your body to express your rage. And what does this look like? So I have a holy rage playlist on Spotify that I put on whenever I can feel my body talking to me. And like I said, how do I know? How do I know it's time to express some energy? How do I know I have built up energy? Tension in my body rage in my throat, voice, my voice feels trembly, like I can just feel it in my body. So I roll out my mat and I put on my holy rage playlist and I have a fucking temper tantrum and it is holy and it is divine and it is sacred and it is just as much of a revered part of my practice as any of the other ones, right? This is, again, this is tantra. There's no shame in your expression. It is all welcome here. Come as you are. So I tap into my my holy rage rebel, my sacred rebel, the part of me that was so alive and strong as a teenager. And that's why my holy rage playlist is mostly songs from the 90s, like Alice in Chains and Rage Against the Machine. Like I was such a rebel. I was so in tune with my rebellion when I was a teenager. Now, granted, I didn't express it in right relationship. I didn't have a right relationship with my rage. I actually took my rage and I turned it on myself because, again, I wasn't given safe spaces in my house growing up to express my feelings. I was told to be quiet and to calm down. And who do you think you are, right? I'm sure many of you can relate. Can you relate to that? So I turned it on myself. I became a rebel against myself, a rebel without a cause, right? I was destructive. I drank too much. I did too many drugs. I hurt myself. (sighs) 
and I have so much compassion for that part of me that didn't know better, that didn't have a teacher to show me how to express my anger, to show me how to stand up for myself, to show me that it's okay to allow me space to express my divine, wild nature. And now I know I've had so much space and so much learning and so much teaching in this space of tantra and embodiment and emotional release that now I know. So I did this this morning. I put on my Holy Rage playlist and I let it rip. I let it rip. And it always takes something to trigger us, right? It always takes something to trigger us. And I had a trigger this weekend that really touched my pain body, really brought up rage and really brought up feelings of no, right? Like I don't deserve this. I am not worthy of this treatment. No. And so I put on my Holy Rage playlist this morning and I did a temper tantrum. And what does this look like? It looks like going into my room, laying on my bed and kicking, screaming into a pillow, thrashing around, punching the pillow, like letting out my roar. And my roar today was so loud that I screamed so deeply into my pillow that my voice trembled. And then it turned into grief because that's the thing, like, when you unblock the the rivers of your emotional body and you remove rock by rock by rock by rock, you move through these layers and you'll start to see there's patterns of our suppression. First, it's anger because anger is fire. It's quick moving. It's ascending. It's transformative. But when you suppress your fire, right? Think about when you put your hand over a coal or, or a flame, it goes out. The fire goes out and then it turns into coal, right? And then the heat goes into the earth. So then you start meeting these heavier, deeper emotions in your body like grief, right? Like grief. And then you'll start to feel the sadness in your lungs and then you'll start to feel the tears. And then the inner child will come out and say, why did you abandon me? Why did you leave me? And this is the whole process of a rage ritual, right? It starts off like... Ah, the anger at the present moment, whatever it is you're mad at. And then it can turn into collective grief, like angry at the things that are going on in the world right now, angry at all these restrictions and violations of personal sovereignty and liberty and freedom, right? So I tapped into that this morning. I tapped into the collective rage, the, the rage of having to close my business that I worked so many years on, the rage of all the families that are losing jobs and places to live right now, these control systems that are trying to tell us who to be and how to show up and how to act and masking us, not allowing us to be seen and and to smile and share space with other people, right? So when you have a holy rage ritual, I really invite you to expand your capacity beyond yourself, beyond your moment and tap into the collective emotional experience and allow your body to be a vessel to move the emotions for those that can't express, those that haven't been taught how to express, those that aren't safe to express, right? Move it for them and move your body. That's the thing is like, This is why traditional therapy doesn't work. We cannot emotionally release through the mental realm. The mental realm doesn't work. The mental realm, talking about our problems, talking about our issues, talking about our anger, talking about our betrayal, our grief, doesn't work. If it worked, like we'd talk about it and we'd all be fine. 
emotion lives in our body. The emotional body lives in the water of our body. And so again, my invitation to you today, my friends, is to give yourself space to know that all is welcome, to really let yourself express your anger, your rage, your grief, to remove one by one the rocks, the heavy rocks from your beautiful, pristine waters and allow them to flow. And this is I started off talking today by saying that your pleasure and pain are connected. And this is how. Because after my rage ritual this morning, I then tapped into my grief and my tears and my inner child. And then I nurtured my inner child for all the ways she's felt left behind and unseen and unheard and unappreciated. And I held her and I let her cry. And after letting her cry, I put on a beautiful song, Bittersweet Symphony by The Verve. It's one of my favorite songs and I was just reminded and the beauty of it all, the beauty of this life. I looked out into the jungle and saw a hummingbird and felt so much gratitude for this space, for this body. I took a deep breath. I could smell the, the moist jungle forest around me and ah, oh, I'm alive. I am alive. And how great is that? And so that's what I mean by the pleasure pain, pain connection. So if you're numbing out, if you're distracting yourself, if you're drinking too much, taking too many drugs, distracting yourself with social media, stuffing yourself with junk food, filling your time so that you don't feel it, you're missing out. You may be afraid to feel your pain. You may be really afraid to unleash your wild woman, your wild warrior. I know I was when I first started this practice. I had so much suppressed rage in me that I was afraid that what, what, it, what if I light this fire within me and it just burns down the building? What if it just creates chaos in my life? I felt that way when I first tapped into my sexuality for the first time, my wild, primal, lusting, dripping sexual urges. I thought, oh my God, what happens when I light this fire, this primordial fire within me? Am I just going to want to have sex with everybody? And is it going to be destructive, right? There's fear. We fear fire. We fear fire because once we light it, we're afraid that it won't go out, that it will burn us and consume us whole. So this is why we create safe spaces. This is why we create containers, ritual spaces, play spaces for us to experience fire. So that's why I, when I create a ceremony for a client or for myself, we open sacred space. We allow a container and say, here we go. We're about to start this ritual and we're about to let the emotions flow and anything goes here, anything belongs. And then we let it rip. And then we breathe and then we close the container, right? We create safety for the anger, for the primal expression to unleash. And then you'll realize that once you've allowed it to move through your body, once you've removed the rocks from your river and allowed your waters to flow, you are cleansed. The water element comes into your body and begins to flow. Ah, your breath becomes deeper, your jaw loosens. 
your pussy opens, your sexuality returns, your orgasm deepens, your eyes open, your truth returns, your voice becomes pure and expressed, your truth is available. So I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for Tantra and for the way that it's taught me to allow myself to express myself fully, to play the bittersweet symphony on my grand piano, to not fear the darker emotions in life, to view them as my beloved dance partners. And I'll tell you right now that when you turn the volume up on your life and you go deep, deep, deep into your shadow and you dive all the way to the bottom of your ocean and you pick up what's been lost and you reclaim it and then you push back up and you come back to the top and you take a deep breath, you have treasures. You have treasures. Wow. Some things came out of me this morning that have been so deep after I raged and raged and screamed and screamed from what I thought was something from yesterday, but it turns turns out it goes all the way back to when I was 14 years old. And hmm, I tried to kill myself and my father didn't even talk to me about it. Boom. That's a truth bomb right there. That's a rage nugget right there that had been lingering in the bottom, the basement of my lungs for 22 years. And damn, does it feel good to let it out today. And I know that when I step out my door this morning and I take a deep breath and I dive into the ocean, that I'm gonna feel that ocean wrap around me deeper than I did yesterday. I'm gonna breathe in that salty air and it's gonna touch the space where that dark, wound was in me that I let out this morning. There's a space in my lungs. There's a space in my body. There's a space in my heart for fresh life, for fresh air, for more pleasure, for more truth. And I'm grateful for that. So for those of you that have sat with plant medicine, with ayahuasca, Wow, <laughs> it's similar to this, right? You enter into that ceremony space and you enter into your subconscious realms, your lower realms. You go into the underworld and you purge and you throw up and you scream and you, ugh, all the mess comes out, all the shadow. You meet your demons, you meet your rage, you you meet all the, the energies within you that you're afraid to see. And it takes so much courage. And I bow to you, my friends that have rolled up your sleeves and stepped into your shadow, like aho to you, because it takes so much courage. This is the path of the warrior. This is the royal path, the path of the path of taking out your sword and, and cutting down and slicing down those dragons that lay in you. So this is Tantra. This is why I call it shamanic Tantra, because it takes courage to face your demons, to face your shadows, to face the skeletons, to bring the skeletons out of your closet and bring them back to life and feed them and give them nourishment and hold them tenderly. The inner parts of yourself that are afraid and unseen and unworthy. 
So the deeper that you can go, the deeper that you can penetrate those spaces in you, the deeper abundance what you will bring into your life because you know you are worthy of it. The deeper pleasure you will bring into your body because you know that you deserve it. So taking a deep breath there, thank you for joining me on this beautiful morning and going deep with me. This is a subject I'm so passionate about. This is what all my work is really about. This is what Tantra is all about, is reclaiming your reign, reclaiming your shadow, uniting the depths of you with the heights of you, reclaiming every lost rock in the bottom of your ocean and bringing it to the surface, allowing all parts of yourself to be seen and heard and felt. And this is what I'm here for, for you to remind you, to hold space for you, to create a container, to create safety for you, and to remind you to do that for yourself as well. You don't need another person. It's it's beautiful to be witnessed and held in your process, and I'm here to support you in that. And it's so important to do that for yourself. So can you create a rage ritual for yourself every week, knowing that it's just as sanctifying, just as holy, and just as sacred as your yoga practice, as your breathwork practice, as your self-pleasure practice, as your sacred sexuality practice? It's, it's just as important, if not the foundation of importance. Because the deeper you go with your rage, the more you allow fire to move through your body, the greater your human experience, the greater your orgasm, the greater your love. And you'll be surprised. Once you open the lid, you'll be surprised what's in there, my friends. There's a lot of times you've bitten your tongue. You've given obligatory shores. There's a lot in there. And so... Make space for that today. I'm going to drop my Holy Rage playlist below for you to follow and to temper tantrum out and to kick it out and rage it out. There's a reason kids don't hold trauma. There's a reason animals don't hold trauma. It's because they shake, they roar, they scream, and they cry. And it's okay for you to do that. And also, invitation here too, surround yourself with lovers and friends and support who do the same because if they can hold their pain, they can hold you in yours. This is what makes a great lover, someone that can hold you in your depth, someone that can hold you in your tears and your orgasm because they're the same thing. Your primal wild nature is who you are at the core. And that is really what I'm here for. I call myself a freedom facilitator because I really want to encourage all of you, as many people, to step into their power, to step into their truth, to step into their bliss. Because that's what the world needs, especially now. We are at a tipping point in humanity and consciousness and evolution, and we need to stand up for what's right. It's time to start saying no. And if that means you got to say no loud, and if you got to scream it, then do so. Because the world needs fire. It needs your fire, your power, and your presence right now. Thank you for joining me today on the Shamanic Tantra Podcast. To dive deeper on your Tantra journey, visit my website at hollytaraya.com for my online courses, books, private mentorships, and group coaching programs. Please subscribe to this podcast and share this episode with your friends. 
May you live in truth, beauty, and freedom. Love, Holly Teriah.